Today, we are getting into the issue of Bay Area bipping. If you don't know what bipping is, stay tuned. Here we go. Crime is so bad in San Francisco that they have new terms to describe going up to somebody's rental car in San Francisco or Oakland or yeah, just about anywhere. But because it happens so often in San Francisco, they've got their own term. And it's, it's the term described to bash in somebody's window, reach in, grab their stuff and go. Now you could combine that with boosting. So then you got bipping and boosting. But that boosting's when you take, boosting's when you take anything, but it's typically referred to as when you take somebody's car, right? I boosted a car. Grand Theft Auto style, right? Grand Theft Auto style was, uh, <laughs> was messaging with somebody and, and they're like, yeah, I got to play Grand Theft Auto on the easy mode. I'm like, that's the only way I can play video games. Let's get into a video real quick. Let's take a look at a video. I mean, don't we want to watch a bipping video? Yes, we do. This is post bipping incident though. This is the effects of what can happen if you try and do a little pushback on the bipping. Let's watch it. Это ваше, это ваше, это ваше. That's going to leave a mark. The context here is a black van or black, the black car you saw pulled up next to these two white vans, got in between the two white vans, bashed out both the windows. But the, the people trying to stop the black car, those are the drivers of the, of the vehicles. All right. So now that you've got the context, you've seen it once. Let's watch it just once again here. Makes you dizzy, doesn't it? Okay, stop, stop, stop. Oh, man. Oh. Horrible. Welcome to San Francisco. Welcome to San Francisco. Right? I mean, that is some, that's some insanity. One of those kids broke their leg. They're in the hospital for a few days. Mm, yeah. Video shows San Francisco tourists being thrown from vehicle during brazen theft. This is, this is some just crazy stuff. You know what? I'm at the point in my life where if somebody wants to take my stuff, they can have it. I'm not going to put up a battle. You know what I mean? Stuff is only so much. And if I'm going to San Francisco, that's what shocks me. If I'm going to San Francisco, I am, uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's scroll down here. I'll give you a little hint. All right. So if I'm going to San Francisco, here is take all electronic purses, bags, and valuables with you. Rule number uno. Leave nothing of value behind. That's dose, right? If you must leave items behind, make sure they are out of sight. Words to live by, right? Words to live by. I mean, I learned that a long time ago going to Hawaii with my family. The uh, There was a lot of crime back in the 70s in Hawaii, especially on Maui. 
I mean, you know, they're not exactly, this was back when there wasn't a ton of tourism to Maui. It was kind of just being developed. They'd, they'd, they'd uh, typically take a uh, screwdriver and tap out the the lock cylinder on your car and rip out the lock and get inside your car. Um, but now, I mean, why do that when you can do a little bipping and just, you know, bash out a window and, um, you know, take your stuff and go. That's oof. a shocking video showed tourists being thrown off a vehicle while trying to stop brazen thieves from speeding off with their belongings during a violent robbery in popular San Francisco area. Dimitri Koval, a victim who posted the video to Instagram, told the post that he and his friends were hoping to take in the scenery. Well, they did. It just wasn't good. And get something to eat at the Fort Mason Center lot in the Marion District in September 13th. You, this is not the first time I have heard of criminal activity at Fort Mason. Like, I am now familiar with Fort Mason. I'm like, okay, that's some place I need to visit as well. Uh, yeah, I've got all these lists of, of places I need to go to. I need to go to the financial district. I need to go to Fort Mason. I need to go to the Tenderloin. Oh, there's so much to see. So much to see. The group was already across the parking lot at about 4 p.m. when they saw a black SUV park and then pull up next to their two vans. They watched in horror as two suspects got out of their vehicle and broke into their vehicles. I don't know how they would have seen that because you saw how narrow that was, but apparently they did. We saw them taking bags from our vans and started putting it into the black SUV, Koval 30 said. But then those bags, it looks like those were in between the vans, so they got them back? I don't know. That's when my friends started running and other people there were honking their horns. I heard someone yell, don't run to them. They might... uh I think it was they might have a gun yeah uh, that would be my thought is okay yeah if, if you're a thrill seeker then uh you know confront said um criminals my friends were already trying to stop them so i could not leave them at koval's friend as koval's friends tried to surround the vehicle the driver of the black suv stepped on the gas as you do as you're exiting a crime scene one of Koval's friends hung onto the driver's side window and ran alongside it in an attempt to take control of the wheel. I'm a hard no-go on that, kids. We're not doing that. We're not playing that game. I mean, yeah, you could be run over. Whatever is in those bags, and, and, and we'll read, it's about 10 grand worth of stuff. I'm you know, I, I understand you don't want to have your, you don't want to lose your, maybe your cell phone, your computer, a bunch of cash, whatever it is you're traveling with. But if you're going to San Francisco and you are not aware that this is a reality, you haven't done your homework, right? You haven't done your homework. You haven't been watching enough news for reasonable people. That's fair. Another friend also grabbed onto the moving vehicle and tried to wrestle the other, the other suspect who was sitting on the passenger side. They tag teamed him, right? We even broke the windshield with crutches. Okay. All right. So that is crutches. It was running through my head. 
what are we doing here? When the, when the car pulls backward and somebody throws crutches under or, or to the side of the car, they threw something. So those were crutches. I'm like, what are we, what are we doing here? Is it one of those tax strips where, you know, when, when the, when there's a car chase, you throw the tax strip down and they run over it and that pops their tires. Now it was a crutch. It was a crutch. We even broke the windshield with crutches in hopes it would stop them. Koval wrote in the Instagram post. Yeah, I think they are, you know, at that point in time, they are all gas, no brakes, we're out of here. Still, the burglar was able to turn the wheel and push the gas all the way in. Oh, yeah. All right, here's those bags, here's those broken windows. I mean, this is what we're seeing all the time. Within a few seconds, the driver accelerated a high speed, throwing the friend who was holding onto the driver onto the asphalt. He rolled on the ground several times, causing gash burns throughout his body. And here's an example of said gash burns. Oh, ouch. The other victim held onto the passenger side of the robber's SUV for another hundred. Shouldn't that say alleged robber? That should say alleged robber, shouldn't it? I mean, we want to give people a fair chance. Allegedly. It's so obvious that that's, this is just straight up robbery. SUV for another hundred feet before he was violently thrown off the vehicle. Yeah. The men suffered minor to serious injuries, with one of them staying a few days at a local hospital because he had broken his leg in the melee. How's your trip to San Fran? I noticed you got a cast on there. Yeah. In a heavy accent, <laughs> heavy Russian accent. Broke my leg. Kobo said before the brazen daytime robbery, they had parked at another location to get a better view of the Golden Gate Bridge. They're just looking for sites, right? These Going to these iconic San Francisco sites, that's what draws people in. And, and then they, they're not paying attention. They're kids. They're like, ah, man, it's not going to happen. Yeah, we're, we're going to take it. We'll, we'll chase after them if, we, if need be, right? Well, here's what ha- here's here's that how that you know that conversation you have. Well, you should have chased after him. I would have chased after him. Really? Did did you see how that kid did the tumble? I don't know about you. I'm not doing an asphalt tumble, right? We're not we're not tumbling on the asphalt. They were alarmed, however, when they saw a vehicle had been broken into at that lot as well. So there's your first clue, right? Okay, yeah, this isn't looking good. Ah, somebody's car is broken into. Um, and then here's another abrasion. If you get out of this with a broken leg, broken legs will heal, right? Yeah. Somebody dead? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Losing a limb? I mean, any numerous things could happen to him, right? We thought we'd be safer if we went somewhere else, so we went to Fort Mason. I am just still in shock because all of it happened so fast. In total, they probably took about $10,000 worth of items, including laptops and other important things like documents and our passports. Oh, brutal. Car break-ins have been so common in the Bay Area that law enforcement officials and locals have a name for it. It's called bipping and boosting. Remember that next cocktail party? You can throw out the bipping reference. Oh, you don't know what bipping is? Let me tell you about bipping. Yeah, <laughs> I actually did a little research on bipping, and it is literally a term in the Bay Area. And one of the descriptions was 
they'll oftentimes put this device up to it. It's kind of, it, it, I don't know, it's, it's a tool and they click a button and it shatters the glass and then they just push the glass in. This is on a car window and then they just reach in and, and grab it. You notice that those were holes like, you know, kind of, I don't know, they're pretty good size holes in the windows, but not the whole, the whole window wasn't bashed out. So yeah, they got bipped and then boosting. San Francisco Lieutenant Tracy McGray told the Post, referring to the slang term used for the vehicle smash and grab incidents that have become commonplace in San Francisco, Oakland, and other parts of Northern California. Bipping. Literally, it's so common that they have a term for it. We're going to create new terminology because of the lack of public safety in California. Uh, new vocabulary. It's gotten that bad. Well, we, we don't have enough words to cover with modern English. So let's throw in a little slang and then we'll all just refer to it like it's a real word. Bipping. Yeah, here's that. Here's that. I mean, look at this. I mean, this is just an arm going right through, right? <laughs> right through the window. Somebody just, you know, captured that. All right, now let's get this image because we really need to exemplify. We don't want people leaving their stuff in cars. And this is a public parking lot, right? They've got these safety alerts up. You go in and you look at those and you go, oh, hey, well, maybe it's not quite so safe here. I don't know. All right, you guys still want to go and get a hot dog? Yeah, let's go get a hot dog. Let's go get a hot dog and we'll, we'll look at the Golden Gate Bridge. What could go wrong? Daytime vehicle break-ins have become so common in San Francisco neighborhoods, such as the Alamo Square in Japantown, that Supervisor Dean Preston called for a hearing to address the city's bipping epidemic. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got an epidemic. And that's why I'm doing this podcast, right? This has become so prevalent that they've got terms to refer to said crime. How about if, if you know it's gotten that bad, how, how about you do something about it, right? I mean, meanwhile, there, San Francisco is looking for $5 million per, in, per qualified individual for reparations that would cost somewhere around $100 billion, but they can't control the you know, car theft to the point, theft from car, to the point where they've got a new word for it. City by the Bay has been hit not only with increases in thefts and robberies, but is also suffering through another record high of drug overdoses, with about 85 deaths last month. Yeah, they're averaging almost three ODs a day, fentanyl. I mean, yeah, calling that anything other than an epidemic is, um, you're just lying, right? You're just lying. All right. And, and you will see streets, you'll see streets in Portland too. And, and, and we've had this happen in, in Seattle as well. Numerous neighborhoods where people just go down the street and whoosh, whack out the window, reach in, see what's in there. And sometimes it's just mental homeless people because they just do a whole thing and nothing's taken right but this this is this is predatory bipping i think we need to come up with that that adjective that you know describes the action there all right so the increase of the adject adjective that describes the verb how about that bipping is a verb right the increase of certain crimes, fatal overdoses in the exodus of businesses in the once bustling downtown San Francisco tourist corridor have also contributed to the city's doom loop. There's another one. Got that doom loop going on there, right? 
got the doom loop. Koval, who lives in Massachusetts, said he has visited San Francisco a handful of times before, but he has never experienced a traumatic event like the one that unfolded in front of him last week. Well, we're seeing more and more incidents like this, right? I mean, we just are. It's because the criminals are so emboldened because what's going to happen to them? Even if they get busted, even if they get arrested, are they going to do any time? Probably not. So why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? Yeah, that's what you got going on in San Fran. He said the only solace he took from the incident was from the bystanders who saw the robbery and quickly rendered his friends aid and called the cops. Band together, people. We need to band together against biffing. That's what we got to do. I think it's because they, they, you know, so many, so many folks in this environment are aware that this is happening and they're like, Oh God, it's going on over there again. We, we got to do something. I mean, otherwise you're going to be like, okay, yeah, let's get in our car and get the F out of here. That would be my thought is, uh, don't get involved, right? Don't get involved. It's been traumatic and it makes me think that we will just have to avoid San Francisco because it's just not safe anymore, he said. Well, after an incident like that, I would probably agree, right? I would probably agree. Because um, I don't need that in my life. Do you want that in your life? I mean, is this the <laughs> is this the the poster child campaign for hey, come to San Francisco. Everything's pretty good. Everything's okay. One of the storylines I was reading yesterday was about, I've been reading a lot about downtown Portland, because you've got some developers, you've got some investors making some moves in Portland that to me kind of leads me to believe that things are probably at a low point. You've got multiple projects that have been put on hold. I was reading about some of the big, big projects. Got a developer from Seattle and a developer from Bellevue here that have either canceled or put on hold some massive projects, like big, think like 100, 200 units of housing over the top of some retail, over the top of some commercial, stuff like that in the downtown core. Some of it is because construction cost has gone through the roof. So their numbers no longer pencil, land acquisition combined with construction costs. And then the other thing is the interest rate environment has, has you know, from the time they purchased this dirt to now, it's interest rates are what they are. And so if you have to go out and borrow that and to construct it and then get permanent financing on the other end, or you do some kind of, you know, combo deal um, with whatever lender. If, uh, if you have to, you know, take down money that's double or two and a half times what it was when you started on top of, you know, construction costs that have gone through the roof, these pen, these projects no longer pencil. So you got a bunch of that going on. And then I'm reading that, uh, there's some folks who are like, you know, the, the problem with Portland, it's not what's physically going on with Portland. It's because we've got bad PR. We've had some bad coverage in the Wall Street Journal, and then we had some bad coverage in the New York Times. We just need more positive media coverage. And I'm kind of thinking, well, that's fine if, if, if you've got something positive to cover, but most of the stuff I'm reading is saying otherwise. 
And so it's like, uh, in the, in the past couple of weeks, Salesforce in San Francisco had their big Dreamforce convention, about 40,000 people to San Francisco. And, uh, the CEO of Salesforce, was saying, you know what? You really cleaned up nicely. We really cleaned the city up nicely for our, you know, Dreamforce convention. Maybe every day should be Dreamforce convention, but that's just not a reality. And same thing in Portland, unless you have, you know, streets that you can promote as safe. Same thing with San Francisco. Unless you can promote San Francisco as safe, then number one, you haven't done your job. And number two, you're lying out of your, you know what, that, Hey, come to Portland. It's all good. It's fine. Don't, don't worry about the national media coverage. Now, and, <laughs> to the point where, <laughs> where former president Trump <laughs> said, Portland's a dumpster fire. It's terrible. Whatever his comment was about Portland. I mean, in his typically, <laughs> <laughs> he just calls it the way he, he does. I was watching uh, Trump's speech in, I think it was New Hampshire, a couple of New Hampshire, a couple of weeks ago. And then I watched a clip of Biden. I mean, the two couldn't be more, you know, mental acuity. Trump's still all there, 100%. That guy's going. Biden, he can't hardly work his way off the stage after a speech, right? And he goes, you know, every paragraph has just one sentence of just gibberish. You can't call it anything other than just what, what, what are you, what your mental acuity is just, it's not there, right? Whereas Trump, you might not like what he says or how he says it. The guy, guy's clear, right? And he is just boom, 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 boom. Portland's a dumpster fire, <laughs> whatever comment he made. But Portland gets this national, Portland has a national reputation. A lot of it I blame on the hundred days where you just let Antifa and Black Lives Matter destroy the city, just run around willy nilly and destroy the city. That's going to draw worldwide attention. You're doing what? What's going on in Portland? Now, why are we allowing this? Oh, well, you know, because of equity. Anyway, oh, that's, that's not good. So Portland is still fighting this battle. San Francisco, I mean, the battle is real, right? The battle is real. This, this is in real time. Now you can try and spin it that, ah, things are okay. Things are fine. Yeah, it's, it's big city, got big city issues. But this kind of stuff, that is so blatant. And we see this time and time and time again at all of the major parks. You know, I've, I've done podcasts on the newlywed couple or a couple getting, um, you know, getting married, having their photos taken. Somebody comes up to jack the photographer of all of his equipment. Yeah. But unfortunately for the robbers, the photographer was from Dallas and he's like, no, you're not taking, this isn't what we do in Texas. I'm not, not giving you my camera. And he just holds on to all of his stuff and takes a beat down. I mean, that's kind of where it's at. Did another podcast on the private channel of a mini mart owner here in Seattle in Normandy Park, just getting pummeled. By a group of young men, six young men against one middle-aged woman. And she just took up, I mean, she, you know, just, just took a beat down and they stole under a hundred bucks of cash, some candy and some cigarettes. And they just, they, they weren't even able to work out how to get it out of the store, You, you know, and you've got this going on. 
you've got this epidemic of this stuff going on because there's no consequences. There's no consequences. So why wouldn't it? And city leadership is like, well, we need to do this. We need to do that. Now you got to start throwing some people in jail. Well, incarceration isn't the answer because, well, that's the only tool you got, in my opinion. So you need to start getting back to that. Till you start getting back to that, throwing some people in jail. Now, I know you're hearing in San Francisco, you're hearing Mayor London Breed talk about, well, we're arresting people for fentanyl possession and dealing, okay? And um, Brooks Jenkins, district attorney in San Francisco, is is actually going after some people. You're going to have to do this in large scale and mass and hire a bunch more cops and kind of go into a military police state, right? And do you see the fine citizens of San Francisco accepting that? As their new reality, I don't, you know, a cop on every corner with an AR-15, kind of like a lot of the rest of the world, because that's how they handle criminal activity. I was I was messaging on the, the premiere this morning, the nine o'clock premiere. We're now doing uh, premieres at 9 a.m. and 9.45 Pacific Coast time, so that if you want to just binge watch some news for reasonable people, you can just go right on into it. And um, I'm I'm most of the time Monday through Friday I am at the 9 a.m. Uh, premiere. So if you want to message me, go find the premiere. It starts at nine. Find the video. It'll say premiering. Click on that video, and you'll see the live chat on the side, and you'll see news for reasonable people. If I'm there, and send me a message. I'd love to hear from you. But uh, you know, messaging that uh, to to one of the the fans that's there all the time. His name his name might rhyme with fa. And, uh, I, I was saying, yeah, I remember going down to Ecuador in, I think it was 2004. I was climbing uh, a couple of big mountains there, Cotopaxi and, uh, the Elanizas, Elaniza Norte and Elaniza Sur. And, um, we roll up to our hotel and it's got a big, it's a compound. It, it's got a big fence around it and the gates open up, gates swing open and there's razor wire on top. And there's two armed guards with some type of automatic rifles. And I remember thinking, well, we are not in Bellevue anymore, are we? Now, why on earth do we have guards with guns inside of our hotel you know, compound? Well, apparently in Ecuador, things weren't quite so, you know, they weren't conducive to uh, an environment of public safety. And I remember having that physical experience and thinking, oh, yeah, not everywhere is as free and is as crime-free as the United States. And I've been to a bunch of other countries where, where you see that. But when you're really rolling into a hotel that is not in the downtown core, kind of out on its own, and you're like, oh, okay, well, that's because there are bandidos around. And this was an example of bandidos doing a little bit of bipping. So at your next cocktail party, throw out that bipping term. See if anybody else understands. Yeah, it's a good one, right? It's a good one. See, so you learned something today, right? Uh, maybe you already knew this. Maybe you're ahead of the game here. But I, I have heard this term, but I, I haven't really done a deep dive. And it's like, okay, this is where we sit. All right. Thanks again for being here. That's it for me. I'll catch up with you in the next one. Bye for now. Happy bipping. Happy bipping.